broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Seven oh eight. I'm Randy Tobler. That was Hannah, the producer, who said, "You're back," and I started. Then because there's Stephanie Bell, she's back. Good morning, producer did, Hannah. Uh, did I accidentally say that over the air? No, you didn't. But you oh. told me I'm back because oh. we. Well, because yeah. I was worried about Raven not being with us. But I don't know. We can't reach Raven, so we're going to hang out with you without Raven. Okay, we talked about okay. Raven beforehand, yeah. but we'll do that. Um, so. I wanted to continue, for those of you who are just joining us, we've been talking a little bit about what we think is the most existential threat to these United States. And Stephanie, you said it's the death, it's the debt, right? And I think so. And the carnage that wreaks on us, right? And the, the paying the service on the debt and, and so forth. And I said, well, I think it's the migrant crisis. We have a migrant, just unbelievable, unmitigated stream of people coming across the border. They've closed... Several of the, the the regular border crossings, and and wink and blink and a nod were down where and Mayorkas were down talking with the Mexico president yesterday, and he was begging them to open the border crossing. You know, well, you know what I'd say is no, no more border crossing opening. There's not going to be any commerce, no imports from Mexico. I was going to say, was the border ever closed? <laughs> well, I'm talking about the regular checkpoints. You know, where gotcha. trucks or commerce comes through. I would say, hey, you you keep the migrants in your side of the border and maybe we'll think about regular border conduct i mean certainly they're saying that right stephanie come on certainly i mean joe's on vacation as you said he's been on vacation for two years or more pretty much he's checked out and and i know that okay so then we pivot to and we talk with representative jim schulte if you didn't get a chance to catch that you can listen to the podcast hannah will have that up when uh by noon well whatever but yeah. later today yeah don't don't box yourself into a corner that's okay yeah. later today yeah. and you'll want to do that because i go back and listen to things that i didn't hear or i catch the end of it yesterday it was forget what it was you guys were talking about i caught, oh i think it was uh, fitzwater and i i caught the end of that you know the auditor oh yeah and fitzpatrick uh, fitzpatrick fitzwater <laughs> is the mayor of jeff city fitzpatrick he gets it a lot apparently uh, yeah. yeah i am it's also a fitz yeah. and i and i and so I went back and caught the podcast, you know, on either the Facebook. There's so many ways to... How can you catch the show? You can catch the show live on the on the radio. On the radio. You, you can, can catch, catch it on, on your YouTube. streaming. YouTube or Facebook. YouTube. Although I may... Tana said I may have gotten us thrown off because of something I said about what... <laughs> Getting us canceled. What Blinken was eating with the Mexican president. Taco, and... <laughs> tacos El Pastor. And then, and then what else? YouTube, Facebook, and then the podcast. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it feels a little bit weird, like, tooting your own horn when I say, like, you've got to check out the app. It's really good. It is good. But I didn't have anything to do with it. So, I, like, whoever did, no. I know Hannah helped plan. It's but, like, very cool. The folks in the building who helped with the app. I mean, yeah. it is, like, I've, I've, I have other radio stations apps. They're not as good. This one's really good. It's a good one. It's very responsive. does a good job. And you know what's cool? I, my my wife doesn't like this, but I bought this little I bought this little radio. You stick it in the shower, and it's a Bluetooth shower radio. So I have my phone out on the in the bathroom, you know, on the counter, uh-huh. the vanity area, and I play the Bluetooth radio while I'm taking a shower. It's great. Why is the missus not I like that? Because I play it too loud. 
Oh, we've had lots of people tell us that they that. that they listen to us while in a state of undress, and it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> but apparently, well, no. a lot of people listen as no, they are getting ready in the morning. Well, I imagine that when we do our weekly hits with Christopher Arps, yeah. Tuesday mornings at six thirty-five, <laughs> uh, I fully imagine that he is reporting live from his bed <laughs> and probably still in his boxer shorts. Yeah, I mean. But that's because we're a family, right? And fam- Well, most families are relatively comfortable when it's getting ready time. You know, yeah. you just... Now, my wife grew up in a family where, oh boy, I mean, it was... You were robed all the time and no one... I don't know. I think most families are probably a little more lax about that. Are yes. you a little more lax? We're, we, we were lax about that with our kids. They were comfortable with the human condition. <laughs> are we gonna yeah awkward. well my older kids it's not I mean, awkward it's true i did i mean i did breastfeeding for like yeah. five years of my life and the story is if you're doing that i mean you're right. just like in a constant state of undress always well, and so well, my kids i think are used i it. think it's i think it's the old the proverbial the pastor's daughter syndrome you know in the old days it's like oh you know everything is so cloaked and so puritanical and then when the kids grow up and they go to college it's like woo time to party yeah. you know we you know what i mean so i think that it's if it's just not a big deal i mean right, it's like it's alcohol a big deal. in europe yes. right and the, you grow up and you have a glass of wine with dinner and you're like yeah. 14 or whatever yeah. they don't go crazy <laughs> no, when they go to college because it's just no big deal you know i grew up with my dad playing in the music business you know and 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 dad would say hey if if you want to smoke something you know that's fine <laughs> take a take a look at how the guys are performing after they smoke their dope you know yeah and if you want you know or with drinking if you want to have let's go we'll go down to the bar and have a drink if you want i say i mean they don't call really. it the jazz cabbage for nothing <laughs> <laughs> i don't know most of the guys i knew played played better before than after the break, the first break <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know um anyway so we were so we were talking about important threats. And when it comes to Missouri, I'm just I'm just worried that all of a sudden we're going to see a resolution in Columbia, Missouri, a resolution in St. Louis, in Kansas City, or something that now we're a sanctuary city. You know, and then the next thing you know, DeSantis is or Abbott are sending people up here. Oh, certainly. So that's I think, I think we need to get a, ahead of it. a real possibility. OK, but the best thing, the best thing is what Nikki Haley said. You're going, oh, Nikki Haley, a rhino globalist. You know, well, no, I mean. She's catching some heat today, though. The worst Nikki Haley is better than any Democrat, right? Yes, 100%. Okay. So let's, friends in conservative land, let's, at some point, we need to circle the wagons, and the circle needs to be fairly wide. It can't be just a narrow MAGA circle. I'm sorry. Else you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it all. I like Nikki Haley. I'm all, you I'm, do? Oh, I would, yeah, I would vote for her. Is it a glass ceiling thing? Uh, I don't think so. I okay, just think, I, don't know. I think she's great. I like her. Well, I what just, about her interventionism? That's the one thing that <laughs> bugs me. But I, I mean, I think right now I would rather have someone who at least threatens interventionism, yeah. like, and who has that. I think we bring back that power. And I Trump think, did that in a way. Well, yeah, and I think you know she, we know that she, you know would like to intervene but guess who else knows that she would like to intervene all of the other countries who are walking all over us now yeah. and so what i do i want her to intervene no but do i want them to think that she's gonna push yeah. the nuke button yes i do I, she she kind of lost me a little bit over that? the whole social media comments that she made she's walked that back yeah. oh, well of course I mean, she has because it got it didn't go over well i don't think she wanted you to does she want to know your URL or what? What was she asking for? Like your name? Basically, and- anyone that had a social media account would have to have their identity verified, and it would get rid of anonymous accounts. 
what happens about the fact that AI, Facebook, and pretty soon Twitter accounts and everything are going to be so prolific you're not even going to know who you're talking about or with? You okay? Yeah, I'm oh, good. good. Sorry. Okay, so let's play Nikki Haley because for those of you who say, oh, man, Nikki's surging. I'm getting a little worried. She might do pretty well in New Hampshire. Oh, what does that mean? Don't be, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Rest your worried heart. Listen to what she said about immigration. You'll be buoyed. We'll put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. We will go back to the Remain in Mexico policy so that no one even steps foot in, on U.S. soil to begin with. And then we're going to make sure that we, instead of catch and release, we go to catch and deport. There you go. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. That's perfect. Right? Yeah. A perimeter defense is very important. When Steve's pest control came out, we had a little, I found mouse stuff in the furnace room. You know, what the heck's going on? And... And Steve's came in, and they put these mouse baits and stuff on the outside. And yeah, some on the inside. Guess what? Within like 48 hours, gone. No more mice. Because perimeter defense is important. And that's why you put glass break detectors on your home. You don't just have motion detectors inside your home. you got to have perimeter defense. It's very, very important. And I don't understand what Joe Biden doesn't get about. Well, I know what it is about it. It's about electoral success. It's about, if you turn Texas into a, even a purple state, but then a blue state, it's all over. Forget it. It is. You'll never have another conservative sitting in the White House. Well, and add all of these folks, yeah, coming in, and then all of these cities going to non-citizen voting. And talk about a threat. It's terrifying. You know what? But, but I will hold some of our... I'll hold some of our politicians on both sides of the aisle, and in our states... With all the protectionism of our children, they can't work when they're 15. We've got child protective laws. You can't work and go to school. You know, when I was a kid, I worked. I laid carpet when I was 14. I was in the music business when I was 15. Working band jobs five nights a week, going to school. I mean, we can't let kids work now. Part of the reason that we have a workforce problem is because we don't let kids work. And they don't even work like in high school or college what anymore. What the heck? I mean, you know, we remember, you know, you mentioned uh, my kid my parents had small businesses, so I don't yeah. I worked every day of sure. my life, I feel like. Um and we were I mean it, it was just expected. Um but yeah, even through college kids are like, "Well, I have to focus on my studies. I can only do like one and it's like, you know, and I think so many of us, you know, I think it'd be we are benefited by being well-rounded and, you know, there are days when you know, I, I, you have more than one job. I have more than yeah. one job. There's a lot going on in your life, and you have to learn how to balance. Sorry for slacking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, what's up with that? Okay, so now, okay, now that's where that's where my sound comes in. I have a sound clip from the Wayfair CEO. I want you to hear this whiny CNN reporter whining about the message that the Wayfair CEO sent to his employees end of year. This is the best. Tonight's profitable moment. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry when I read the Wayfair memo from the CEO. Uh, Niraj Shah, winning feels good. Winning requires hard work. Find fulfillment in the joy of seeing efforts materialize. Blending work and life is not to shy away from. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry when I read it because it is so out of touch with everything that I think is what probably 
his best business practice. Okay. See, well, he goes on, everyone is criticizing the way for a CEO because he's basically telling the younger generation, hey, your work-life balance is all screwed up. There's fulfillment in work. And this life-over-work balance leaves you empty and vacuous and, frankly, sometimes useless to society. Expensive. There, I said it. Yeah. No, I yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I find, uh, I mean, I, I would have another job if I didn't yeah. have to sleep. I love working. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. And it gives you, it gives your life purpose. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, maybe it's true that my generation and the ones before me <laughs> overworked and it was all work, 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 and you work yourself to death and you heard the old song where you never say you took too too little vacation on your deathbed or whatever you know but well, I, I, don't know. I think the data bears that out though like so many people they they retire and they look forward to retirement and they're dead like within a year i mean because they retire yes yeah. because they've lost like they yeah. don't know what to do oh and, yeah and, and so i mean i think you know i have parents who are now retired and i, I know lots of retired people and i think they quickly become very busy with yes. church activities yeah. or volunteer activities or whatever they find other ways to use their time maybe not they're not getting paid for it but they're but busy busy but yep. for a lot of people when you you work your whole life i mean it's it's astounding when you look at the data how many people once they don't have that yeah. it's that's it, right they don't have much well it's like any any moving vehicle right if you let your car sit in the garage and it dry rots you got to run it you know it's important especially exotic cars they need to be run fast and we're exotic I everyone on this station everyone listening like an exotic lamborghini gotta run 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 that's what it's about well, and I think, you know, you, you talk about retirement and, you know, knowing how the government is, uh, you know, how those programs are going and, and my current age <laughs> and all that. I mean, it's not something that I think about a lot, no. I, like in that, like, I never think that I won't work. Um, and it's just and I, but it doesn't make me sad. Like, I think it ha- yeah. makes some people I think, you know, I want to get to a place at some point where I can work two or three hours a day or work, you know, infrequently. But I, I, I never think like I'm just going to go sit on a couch or a beach or and it, never work again. It is true that. Your transmission does run in overdrive, though. Sometime, I'll, <laughs> some, sometime I'll have to tell the audience about. I'm still recovering from the from the hour meeting I had with Stephanie Bell yesterday morning. I'm still trying to recover when she told me about all of the marvelous platforms and show prep. And I, I tried to warn you, Randy. <sighs> it's like a fire hose. Sorry. Oh man, it was good. Yeah, you should be complimented. Thanks, but yeah. I'm, but I'm. We're going to have to probably do that in chunks, smaller chunks, so I can absorb. <laughs> it. Trying to get uh, creative-minded people to be yeah. organized is a is a task. Yeah. Well, so. and I suffer from that kind of organizational. Well, but you're organized, uh, but you're creative and organized. I'm just creative and disorganized. So, <laughs> right, but it'll that, that's okay. We work well together. It's good. It's it's good. I just put up with the. Just have patience. Just have patience. I'll get there. Your when technology co- is excellent. When Brandon. we when we come back, we'll see what's hot with Hannah. Maybe she'll bring us down to reality, back to earth. What's hot with Hannah coming up? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Watch the gang on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It's time for What's Hot with Hannah, right? It's 727. Well, that's close to 725. Ish. Well, in the context of eternity. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's an easy cop-out for 
being late any amount of time. Okay, I'll take it. You're right. I <laughs> promised you, though, during the break, I'll do better the next time I do this. It's okay. Yeah. Stephanie's always late, too. I am. I'm just thankful really? that you you're too? late. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't feel so bad. It's always good to have a partner in crime. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of partners in crime, yeah. uh, Philadelphia has ticked off <gasps> their residents. Have you seen this? No. What's <laughs> the, up? The city of Philadelphia <clears throat> made a big investment in buying a like a huge fleet of electric vehicles okay. for their city employees mm-hmm. and they overlooked one important detail and that's when you increase the amount of you know EVs driving around uh-huh. it would probably be a good idea to add in a few more charging stations good idea around the city yep um and now every time drivers in philadelphia that need to charge their car go to the pump there's always city vehicles taking up the spots and so the residents are pretty ticked off yeah and nbc 10 which is just the local affiliate the local nbc affiliate in philly say that 10 times fast (laughs) um, they did an experiment and over the course of several days they went to these charging stations uh just Random times, different time intervals, and every single time they went, there was at least one of these city vehicles taking up a charging spot. People are already ticked off with too much gummit, you know, too much gummit. And when you see too much government in your mind and in your charging station, not a good thing. Well, that's what's hot with Hannah. I'm still, I'm not ready to buy an EV. I'm sorry. I'm just not there. And the Ford dealers don't want to sell them either. When we come back, it looks like there's four potential VPs, women being... This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. Official talk show? What does that even mean? Official? You're listening to Wake Up, Mid-Missouri. There's producer Hannah. Hello. And there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. And I'm Randy Tober. Glad to be with you. And uh, Brian Houseworth will be joining us as well from time to time throughout the morning. Um, he's probably trying to figure out how we're going to get this Highway 70 and, and connector thing straightened out. I, that has me, I don't know, I've got some like anticipatory anxiety over that. I really do. Oh, I do. And I think anyone in mid-Missouri does because, you know, I think what we heard from Representative Schulte, well, they're just going to add a lane, and, but it, but it will. there will be times when it's down to yeah. one lane. Okay, down to one lane is a problem. And anybody, <laughs> when they've, like, when they do, do bridge work, and when I first moved to Ashland working in Jefferson City every day, I, there, we, my husband and I called it, where are you? Because we, you were always, I said, I'm at the squeeze, and I forget what they were doing, <laughs> one of the smaller bridges. The squeeze. And, and it went down to one yeah, lane, yeah. and it was like that for for like four months and it would back up so bad and this is just on 63 not on or not yeah it was on 63 not on 70 and it was a nightmare and it added so much time to my commute and i was i mean i'm thankful that it's done but it is it's gonna be a it's gonna be a struggle i just man i just it's i just hope that they spend as much time figuring out managing the traffic as they do constructing the change i just hope they do that but they're experts that's what I they do. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, the experts always know the right answers, right? Like, look at COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute. On another note, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple. We have porch pirates, we have sinus infections, and we have vice presidential um, 
opinions as we now enter the election year, right? We're four days away from the election year. It starts January 1. It starts. It's already started. Yeah, it started. I know. (laughs) For those of us that watch the political scene. So what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of names being talked about. Um, Nikki Haley, apparently she's off the table because Trump called her a global rhino what globalist rhino yeah something like that and but he he kind of you know hinted about vivek ramaswamy like he's a good dude which he doesn't say about many people and so everyone's like it's gonna be him but my question is does it have to be a woman you know because he he, i mean he got away with it with mike pence he had there were two guys on on the ticket (laughs) he got away with it but what did he get away with? With not having a woman. And well, well I think, that implies he had to have a woman. Well, and I, that's, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if that's, a, I mean, does it help him? Does it hurt him? I think he needs to have, I think, I think he needs to have a qualified gal. I really do. I, I think I think he's leaning that way. Yeah. We're, and so there's lots of different lists out there. I think um, the one, the most insane one that I saw was said that he's considering Carrie Lake. And I thought that would be a disaster. Why? She can't win. She didn't win. And she's been on the election interference, election denier stuff since she lost. And she's, I I actually thought she was a good candidate. She's and a great she, candidate. She was polished and yeah. she said all the right things. And then she went insane after she lost. And I just think she'd be a disaster. She she has the best Presence. writing and makeup and whatever. Because, <laughs> you know, you pay attention to that. You know, if you're doing that kind of stuff, if you're doing what, even when I'm in the office doing a virtual visit, I mean, you know, I do my best to make a so- purse out of a sow's ear. But, you know, it's like she has something magical going on when she's on the tube on a, on a virtual, on a Zoom. Well, and she's all, I've, se- I've met her in person. She's yeah. just as beautiful. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's a, she's good looking. Um, but she but should, but you know get what a- I mean? The lighting, the, ba- it's yeah. perfect. And she's a former TV anchor and she yeah. should have a show on Fox, certainly, but yeah. I don't think she'd be a good VP candidate. Other than her, people are saying, well, potentially Christy Nome. I think I don't think she. I don't think she's a good pick either. Um, and people are saying Trump's really close with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but she's not even been governor for very long. I actually really like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, and she came too. to Missouri she's for great. our Lincoln days, and I she? told her story. And I, I since that day, I've been a super fan. I just I love her. Um, well, so I think she'd be great. A but breast I, cancer survivor, you know, and I mean, a mother yeah. and a and mom, just, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and, and a person of faith. You know, I mean, I think she's got a lot of great qualities. Now, some guys, I, it may have been Houseworth, told me that she he thought that Christy Nome looked pretty good in a plumber's outfit. I'm just saying. Houseworth <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that? remember when we had that I discussion? That. Wasn't that over at Golden Corral before uh, they closed? Uh, I brought yeah. the beer. You had the ribeye. Remember? Uh, don't you remember that? No, I don't. don't you? <laughs> Brian spent all morning chalking up his wins from yesterday because as much as he wanted to... He was talking about the snow, and I was kind of like, there's nothing happening. And sure enough, it snowed like crazy it yesterday. It really did. And, you know, we were pretty <laughs> right, fortunate. Um, and, and I talked to the weather service. You know, I got to give them, because I'm not a meteorologist, uh, Stephanie and Randy and Hannah. But I do obviously watch the snow. I watch it very close. I mean, I'm watching things about a week or two out, just like the, the meteorologists do. But they were very concerned. And when Melissa Bird, who's the head, kind of the, the morning bureau chief, if you will, um, I believe that's essentially what she is at the National Weather Service in Weldon Springs. She was worried about that band. We got very fortunate. Just over in Calway, Montgomery County, they had two and a half inches. And just on the east of that, they had four inches. So we were pretty uh, we were pretty fortunate on that. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to get a little bit more tonight, but hope everybody is staying safe uh, out there. You know, uh, the, meta- the metaphor, a metaphor hit me about the snowflakes on this snowfall. 
<laughs> oh, should I find the song? Randy? Have, you, have you heard the song, Randy? The snowflakes that fell on this were like the snowflakes over at the campus here or in the young generation. You know, what's the latest hey generation now. called? Are they alpha? When, when, they, when they hit hard ground, they just melt. You know, they don't uh, have they don't have staying power. That's what? why we call them snowflakes. <laughs> You saw that Candace Owen clip where the gal said, what do you think about people who feel triggered of you coming to campus? And she said, life's tough. Get a helmet. There you go. Bingo. <laughs> All right. All right. There's, There's Stephanie. There's Brian and Hannah. I'm Randy Tobler. song. Thanks for being here. Uh, we've got... Uh, but I just want to have you set your clock for Cindy Olaf yes. on 835. She's Huge. going to be with us then, okay? Very, very important. And then, um, now who's going to do the, uh, and that would be all except for this segment coming up with John. Are we going to call him on vacation? <laughs> uh, Stephanie told me she was going to Stephanie, do you have some of that? Hannah, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah left me all last week and I had to do what's hot with Hannah. I left you. I was at home miserably I will, sick. I will, I'm going to pin the tail on Hannah's donkey because I understand a story that was on my queue about porch pirates. Mm. <laughs> Apparently there's a Hannah story behind this. That's great. So, I did nothing wrong. So what oh see she <laughs> yeah, Now Brian, you cover the judicial scene a lot, right? I what's cover the, the what's the first thing that most you, you cover the circuit, the courts, right? And you when, All the time what's when the first thing the crooks say? I didn't do it. Crook. <laughs> well, what did yeah. you just hear Hannah say? It wasn't me. Yeah, you know normally and I actually saw one one defendant, Judge Crane was the uh just the, the judge. He did not put up with it very much but at their initial arraignment they're really not supposed to say anything do they have an attorney or not and he kept this guy this particular defendant kept telling crane i didn't do it i didn't do it and crane eventually cut, cut him off but i mean that's not a and basically was trying to tell judge crane how to run his courtroom if you know anything about court courtroom Stephanie, you know this you never tell judge crane how to run his courtroom nope. but this guy was just repeatedly he was on video by the way he's in prison now uh, he kept saying that he, he he didn't do it. He's in prison for a pretty lengthy sentence. So, uh, yes, sometimes they'll say that. But one of the first things I ever notice, Stephanie may recognize this. I thought the general public won't. But one of the first things some attorneys say when they go before Judge Crane or Judge Harris, Judge Jacobs, Judge Devine, they will look at the judge and they will say, may it please the court. You don't hear that very often, but you do. I'll tell you, Catherine Dolan, when she was the assistant hmm. attorney general, she did it all the time. And so did T.J. Um, Kirsch, I believe. You know T.J. down in, in Jefferson City, the the defense attorney. I like that. Um, that probably to most people go over yeah. their head. But technically, that is a... It's a sign of respect. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's pretty old school. I don't hear it much anymore. I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't know the origin of it, but uh, the main place you hear it is at the Court of Appeals. Um, you hear that a lot at the beginning of the arguments, at, uh, either in the, before the Supreme Court or before the Courts of Appeals. And you're absolutely right about that. But I've also heard it in Cole County Circuit Court, specifically at the circuit level mm. in both criminal and civil. Um, Dolan, who's I don't think she's an assistant AG anymore. She used to say it all the time. But I'll tell you who also always said it. Great legal mind. I know he listens to the show from time to time. Uh, Chuck Hatfield. Mm -hmm. He's um, and he's argued uh, argued a number of cases, but uh, I, I don't always see that. But I, I find that interesting. You know, sometime if I ever get a chance to interview a judge, I'm going to ask them if and if they ever 
feel as though they have to, and if they do, have to remind themselves of humility in any profession, especially when you're being honored and people are standing up and you have a great position of authority. What do you do to check yourself? Those of us, I mean, you know, as a doc, I know when people come in, they're in a vulnerable position. I have, you know, you you know, as an attorney, you're a pastor. There's certain professions that carry that with you, and you have to, you have to pinch yourself once in a while and say, you know, when someone says, "I know what the studies say, doc," but when I took the blood pressure pill, my blood pressure went up. Well, what are you doing telling me that? Oh, oh, wait a minute, you know, pinch yourself. And I would love to to ask judges, do you feel the need to once in a while remind yourself, people are standing up for you? You put deodorant on. You get diarrhea. Yeah. You, you know, I, it's very important for people to maintain a, a, a sense of humility in this life. And I think we suffer from that in many, many categories. I don't see that amongst our judges. I think I think a lot of, especially here in mid-Missouri, they're very down to earth. Well, but and, but and I that's think good. Politicians, but, I think, but how, could use But how do they do How do they maintain that? Because that you can get full of yourself. Look at what happens to young athletes. You know, that's what I worry about. College athletes getting paid enormous sums of money. Younger people have a tougher time handling celebrity and you know that, and honor than other people. I think as you get older, you're like, man, I don't really deserve that kind of thing. I know they got to stand up, but really, <laughs> no, it <that laughs> would know? be great to have it. It's I'm, a good question. It is a great question. We'd love to have a judge on uh, Randy, but I totally agree with Stephanie. The judges, particularly, and I, I've I've been in Judge Beatum and Judge Green's courtroom. Um, I'm not accusing them of, of not being humble, no, but no, how no. do they maintain it? I think they do, and I would also say I've uh, the Cole County judges I know, and they get a lot more attention because all the constitutional issues go over to them at the Cole County Courthouse. But in Boone and Callaway, I can tell you Judge Crane, Judge Harris, Judge uh, Devine, Judge um, uh, probably leaving Judge Jacobs, and I'm leaving a few of the assistant circuit mm-hmm. judges out. Their humility, but I mean, it is, it is, it is. I think important for the people in the courtroom to stand up when a judge walks in. I mean, you're they, the, the bailiff comes into court and says, "All rise." It's not the judge that says that. People forget that it's the bailiff. All rise, and you bet your butt, you bet your, you well, know, your it, rear end. I, I want to make it. I want to make it clear. This is not saying that judges are arrogant, although. At some level, in some courts, they are. Look at look at the judge up in the in the Donald Trump. You overvalued your property. The guy was like preening for the. Oh, look at me! I'm the judge. That's not cool. It's yeah, not. I understand what you're talking about, and Randy, that's a whole different issue for for another topic. I think prosecutors. It's the I, same deal. I People understand. in position of power have to have a little humility. Fanny Willis getting all pretty Fanny, before yeah. her big politicians. Thing. But you know? I, I again, I emphasize. I, here in Mid Missouri, we have not we have that, not seen that. that, and I warms my. We just cockles. don't. We don't I am see it. Thankful and, for that. And I would add one important thing here. Good. Very important. When the judges, when it, when a defense attorney says, "I want to get a continuance," or "I'm requesting this or that," yeah. the judges in Boone and Calway counties, and Judge Beatum generally does this as well. They will ask the prosecutor, "How do you feel?" And they will go back back and forth. Yeah. And a lot of times. The prosecutor and the defense actually agree on something. There you go. But they will ask the other side. That's why so they don't. They. They. I. I don't. Uh, I would definitely not use the term arrogant. Good. I would not. I would that, not. No, I, I'm I, in there I, all the time. I. I, I hope ever, once again, for the record. Sure. What do people in positions of authority, like judges, especially, who hold enormous power over people's lives, what do they do to avoid becoming? 
to believing what people say about them. I right? understand. That's great important. Question. It's a great and, question. And I great say topic. the same thing about athletes. You see athletes that are very humble. For Every sure. time they score a touchdown, they're praying to heaven, right? Yes. That's important in life. I don't think we have enough of that. And, and I've I maintained say- that this human, this postmodern humanistic society we have, has they need we don't have enough ophthalmologists because we got too much eye disease going on. Well, and I would you know say I mean? too in sports when I grew up, Tony Dorsett used to come to St. Yeah, Louis and yeah. break my heart every year from the Dallas Cowboys, and I used to not like it. But the fact of the matter is, he would take the touch, he'd score a touchdown, and he and Roger Staubach would hand the ball yeah. to the referee. It was a different era yes. and a much better yes, era. And I wish for God yeah. I'd give anything to by go that back same to that token. Era. I'm a guy that respects authority. I yeah. tremble when I'm in the in the in a service member, sure. a judge's, a lawyer, a pastor, uh, a great newsman, a great producer. When I'm in the presence of greatness, I have great respect. But people have to be able to handle that too, and I, right. I don't know that we're teaching that to our young people because it's all about them. They're snowflakes. Great topic. Okay. Friend. Well, there you go. Little lighthearted conversation for this morning. When we come back, and that would be all except for this with Hannah. With Hannah. Maybe the prosecutors are listening. Just saying. <laughs> we'll be back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your number one choice in the morning. Except for this. All right, I guess since I couldn't talk Stephanie into doing it for me. Oh, it's your turn, Hannah. I'll do, I'll do, that would be all except for this without John Marsh. Let me set it up for you. Okay, go for it. I saw this story about porch pirating up this year. Oh, are we doing that here? But porch pirates, well, not around here, but that I've heard of, I'm sure it happens. I worry about it. That's why I have a doorbell camera. Yeah, those are nice. And then I was worried about, is it legal or not to booby trap that? Because I thought, (laughs) 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 and then, I don't know, that's a Stephanie Bell question. And then I heard that you may have had an experience with porch piratism Uh, of of a sort. Yes. For all the right reasons. Yes. You're going to come clean? I can. Are we doing that here? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, and I've already told this story on the show, but I, haven't heard it. I ordered some Christmas presents <laughs> to an address that I haven't lived at for almost two years, <laughs> and I had to go intercept the package <laughs> at the old address. And be a porch pirate. Essentially, yes. Now, um, did you intercept the mailman, as your TikTok video said, or did you actually have to go to the porch? Well, I waited for him to put it on the porch, and then as soon as he left, I went and got it. <laughs> so what happens if you would have talked to him and said, remember me? I'm producer Hannah, lived at, you know, 5601 rather than well, 5583. It, it had my name yeah. on the package. Yeah. So I was like, if worse comes to worse, I could show my ID right, and prove that it's mine. But you chose to let him drop it off rather than intercept it from him. Yeah. 
Well, my dad's a mailman, and he's told me before it's very inconvenient for folks to come up uh-huh. and try to get a package that they're maybe not quite ready to deliver. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, because everything's in a certain order in the truck. Oh. Based on their route. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Well, next time I won't. I won't think I'm doing the guy a favor. Makes him go postal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, that'll wrap it up. More on Wake Up Mid-Missouri after this.